Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey everybody, live from Chicago. Welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. All things sports, medicine, fitness, and wellness. Brought to you by Lower Extremity and MVP Parent Magazines. Global Schoolwear, school uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. UK Health Radio. Quick shout out to my colleague, Bruce Merrin, celebritiespeakers.com. Bruce's first sports-related people with Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali. And believe it or not, he represented Elvis Presley all those years ago. we got a great doubleheader uh, today. Uh, Michelle Blood, uh, she is a former Australian rock singer-songwriter. Now she's a transformational leader and author, combining affirmations, visualizations with music. She's joining me along with returning Joe Franco, Chesapeake Films creator of the upcoming Where Our Children Play, The Challenge of Youth. Sports. It's been very exciting to participate in this project. Then it's some Bob Guider wisdom, my tribute uh, to the late uh, John Abdo. Michelle Blood, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Lovely to be here. <laughs> yes, you're my second Australian accent in the last few weeks. Dr. Samantha Pillay from Australia was on the show, uh, first uh, woman a uh, urological surgeon, so um, I'm I'm really getting good at uh, uh, picking up the accent. Uh, Michelle, give us some background on yourself uh, in the music world and how you became such a leader in the transformational field. Well, I was a rock singer. Um, I was with Time Warner Record Label. My band at one stage was so successful, we toured nonstop for seven years. Um, we... We were doing really great, and then I had a I was in the truck, 12-hour drive from Brisbane to Sydney for another gig, and I was in the truck with all the equipment, and the truck driver fell asleep and went into a telephone pole, and I was in the hospital for months and months and months with, you know, so many injuries, you know, hip. Oh, I won't go into it. I don't want anyone to lose their breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> right. But it was, it Suff- was horrific. Suffice but to it- say... Suffice to say, a very serious car accident. Yeah, it was horrific. And um, what happened was, people were bringing in tapes and different things for me to listen to, because I was flat on this bed, steel bed, I couldn't even have a pillow because of all the injuries and traction. And um, someone put on a tape, Napoleon Hill speaking from the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I didn't want to listen to this stuff, but people kept putting on this positive stuff for me to sort of attempt to uplift me. And that book, the chapter where Napoleon Hill speaks about his little baby infant son born absolutely deaf, impossible to get his hearing back. But he would go into his little son's room every night for years and do affirmations, auto-suggestion. You can hear perfectly you know, just all these positive statements. And the little boy ended up, by the time he was five, going to school with 30% hearing. And he ended up being a great entrepreneur in the hearing aid industry. And that, Dr. Bob, is what changed my life. I I just had a vision. I had a feeling that affirmations would help heal my body and bring me out of the deep depression because of the horrific pain that I was in. And I attempted to do an affirmation speaking it over and over again and it wasn't going into my subconscious mind where it has to go because my doubting mind kept spitting it out. Now that's been proven, studies have proven this these days. You have to have, that's why Napoleon Hill said, you have to have the emotion so that it'll go in your subconscious mind. So as a singer-songwriter, I had an epiphany. Hey, just sing the affirmation. I am healed, I know I am. I love myself, I am my friend. I kept singing it over and over again onto a tape 
listening to it over and over again, had miraculous healing in my body. Um, journalists were, were, were hearing about this miraculous healing because I was a singer and people knew me. And in the end, um, I ended up recording hundreds of different affirmation songs and music and working with Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Bob Proctor I worked with for years and years and years. He even started writing some of the affirmation music with me. And it's been downloaded and listened to millions of times all over the globe. And that's what started me on a different direction. All the things that I experienced, I could put into my performance as a transformational speaker, author, singer, and it was so much fun. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, Michelle, the reality of uh, the affirmation world over the years. Of course, you know, the famous Think and Grow Rich book, Napoleon Hill, all these great champions. You mentioned three of them, you know, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Bob Proctor, uh, uh, all these people who paid such huge attention on the sports doctor, all of this stuff. <laughs> I call it the mental game. Whether you're the best athlete in the world, whether you're their, their parents, whether you're their coach, whatever that area, you're trying to stick to your diet, you're trying to get feel better. Um, the regard and respect for affirmations, as well as visualization, has really, really made a quantum leap in the last decade or two. I don't think medicine knew how to spell either word 20 years ago, <laughs> but uh, right. And by the way, you still sound great. I hope you heard with it. But you're, uh, I never thought of the combination that you're about, which is the combination with the visualizations or affirmation with, with music, let alone rock music. Uh, that's really, it's got to be a heck of a lot more fun than just the affirmations, I would think. Yeah, like Bob Proctor, when he first saw me because promoters paid me to come and sing at these events, around Australia, he didn't want a singer. He said, I'm Bob Proctor. I don't need to sing. Some singer? What are you talking about? <laughs> and the promoter said, well, she's already booked and we've paid for you to come over, so she's singing. Wait till you hear her. Wait till you see the reaction from the audience. So we had on a big screen the, the lyrics. And I, the first uh, half of the, the first event I did with him at the Four Seasons in Sydney, um, he was only 60 at the time, um, Halfway through, when we had our break, he came backstage and he said, I did not want some Australian singer, but I loved it. The, this is what we all teach. But to do it with a whole brain experience, the lyrics in the left side, the affirmations, the music on the right side, he said, I remember every lyric and you only sang them once. And he you said, know, that's I want interesting, you to, uh, yeah, he Michelle. Yeah, I want you to the, work with the, me all over the yes, world. Yes, the science. And I did. The science that shows uh, the effect of different parts of the brain, mm. like you're talking about, whether it is the affirmations or visualization side, uh, affected differently uh, than the music side. You know, it reminds me when I was watching that, the Lady Gaga, the tremendous special uh, with, um, oh gosh, his, <laughs> his name escapes me for a second. He's had uh, dealing with uh, dementia, the great singer. Uh, I left my heart in San Francisco. Tony Bennett. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, he doesn't know what day of the week it is, but he did a two-and-a-half-hour oh, performance did, because he, the different it. side of the brain with all of those songs over all of those years, it's just really, really fascinating stuff. Everybody listening to The Sports Doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. If you go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows, you go back years. What were the topics? Who were the speakers? Uh, and and uh, listen to whatever you'd like. Uh, we have thousands of followers in the platform world. I can't tell you how many guests I get from uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, but a lot of great information also at Sports Doc, D-O-C Radio. We're talking with uh, Michelle Blood, uh, former um, Australian rock singer, songwriter, now again in the transformational world with the visualizations and affirmations. What is the website people could find out about uh, all your work, Michelle? Well, what we've put together just for your audience is over $200 worth of my um, best-selling products and music and 
my latest album and my latest book, The Magic of Affirmation Power, for free, absolutely free. So just go to Michelle Blood, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-L-O-O-D.com forward slash sports doctor, and they can get all of that for free. You know, you mentioned um, uh, that you've, uh, one of your books, and you do deal, some of your work dealing with children, uh, and again, you know, these tremendous challenges we have uh, to say the least, with the with the pandemic and the uh, bullying and all of these other factors uh, going into uh, the whole world of again that mental game. Uh, what ages do you include? You wrote a children's book, didn't you? I wrote a, chil- a children's thought- album. Yeah, a, a children's album called Self Esteem Songs, Positive Songs for Kids. Uh, Doctor Chopra actually suggested I do one for little children. And uh, he said, because that'll affect them greatly. So I wrote all these songs about loving my family. I have all these little um, baby animals speak at the beginning of each song and tell them I'm a, I'm a baby panda, where they're from. I put on all the different accents. And Dr. Chopra said my Indian accent for the Bengal tiger uh, was better than his. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where, tra- where are you out of now, Michelle? I know you are still Where are you now? California. Okay. Are, are you still doing any singing? Oh, yeah. I just put a new album out last year, Create Miracles, Affirmation Songs to Harmonize Your Life. Because uh, nowadays, oh, I can do everything from home. So I can... I've got right. my own re- recording yeah. studio. I've got my own Zoom recording as, you know, um, for live events, which I put on via Zoom for people come to them from all over the world. And we have so much fun. We sing the affirmations. We do meditation. We do visualization. And um, one of the free products is something I wrote called Magnetic Creative Visualization, a guided meditation for people to visualize themselves healthy and well and wealthy. And uh, that's really beautiful. People love that. And, um, yeah, if people could understand the power behind the mind. Live radio with Michelle Blood uh, and uh, mixing it up again, you know, just talking about the fact, you know, there's not a serious sports team in every sport that doesn't take this whole mental game dramatically seriously. You know, the visualization, the affirmations for enhancing performance. One of my longtime guests, Rob Andrews, is a mental training expert with the Institute of Sports Performance in Houston. His specialty is the mental side of overcoming injury and dealing, you know, with some of these uh, uh, different factors. So I think, you know, there's a tremendous sports connection um, to your world as well as whether it's high performance in business or whether it's, again, you know, with these young children how has the medical community uh, adapted to your work? Good luck to well, us. <laughs> well, I've had um, medical doctors come to my events because they want to learn about meditation and visualization because, you know, they, they're told, hey, this is going to really help you if you've got a heart problem, no matter what it is, if you meditate, because I, I go deeply into teaching meditation techniques because it, it just makes people stronger. And it makes them more relaxed, released, uh, releases a lot of anxiety, and it makes their blood pressure lower. And so, yeah, they were told, you've got to go and learn from somebody. And so I don't know how they found out about me, but they did. <laughs> well, so, the world, again, of rest and recovery, the yeah. important world of rest and recovery, mm. the even more important world, especially you know, since the pandemic, the biggest topic in the world is mental health. Yes. And the idea of uh, uh, if there has been any kind of a silver lining, it's been the world of Zoom and telemedicine and this ability to intercommunicate uh, uh, visually, uh, virtually rather, when we, we just didn't pay hardly attention uh, to that at all. Uh, but the, the science behind, you know, these things and the fact of reducing stress and that, uh, you know, the meditation being such a tremendous weapon you know, years ago, again, people thought, of, hey, well, you know, what is this, voodoo? You know, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, today it's very, very serious, you know, with medicine and that whole mental side. I mean, uh, you know, Bob Proctor used to feel that 25, 30 percent of medicine and Chopra said the same thing was placebo. It was mental in yeah. so many ways. So, 
Um, this is a big deal, I would think, again, for the world of um, preventive uh, medicine, chronic disease, again, where people are dealing with these, some of these problems, addiction, uh, uh, you know, et cetera. So I'm not surprised that the uh, medical world. How about the world of schools and education uh, in order to include these awarenesses in schools? Are they catching on? Yes, they are. Um, it's It's been phenomenal what's what's been happening but I mean I'm walking proof I was told I would never walk again properly if I survived at all and um, a year later I'm on my high heels on a big stage singing to 4,000 people <laughs> you're on your high heels you better talk to the sports podiatrist oh here I am <laughs> right <laughs> you know high heels yeah well, alternate the height, the height of the heels anyway Michelle give us the website again Michelle yeah. Blood transformational speaker, rock star. Give us the information site. michelleblood.com forward slash sports doctor where they'll get the magnetic creative visualization, um, uh, my best-selling video on how to meditate, my latest album and some of the songs that I did with Bob Proctor, um, my latest book, all for free. Yeah, I heard he could carry a tune. Michelle, hold on. Michelle Blood, thanks so much. Hold on, Michelle. Be right back, everybody. Sports doctor. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. Hey, everybody, we're back live from Chicago. It is the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. I think we're hooking up with Joel Franco to catch up with this guy. Joel is the co-creator of um, Chesapeake Films and the uh, creator of the upcoming Where Our Children Play, the Challenge of Youth Sports documentary. Uh, he's been on numerous times as we followed the progress of this great project. Hey, Joel, are you there? I am. How you doing, Doc? Good. Great to have you back. I, it's unbelievable, Joel. A couple of days ago, uh, again, a uh, football coach in Texas shot you yeah. in an argument, hassle. Yes. Yeah. In the in the world that we've been talking about, I've been talking about it 25 years, and you've been talking about it with your upcoming documentary. Uh, a a Terrible, terrible example of this craziness um, 
and the challenge of getting this information out in so many ways. Could you give us some background, Joe, of uh, the idea and development of uh, your upcoming documentary, Where Our Children Play? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you. Um, so the idea is very simple. Uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, myself being a coach uh, and being horrified at how unfortunate the system, uh, the coaches, the parents can behave on the sidelines, on the field, treat the kids, the way they treat kids. So for us, we wanted to shed some light into what is happening uh, out there. And uh, what was so important for us was also to make sure that we offer ways to make things better. Because, you know, most of us, parents, coaches, um, we want what's best for the kids, most of us. Uh, I think that a lot of times what we have found while doing the movie is that a lot of parents just get caught up into, you know, into the into the bad stuff. They get caught up. Yes. And they well, wanna, you know, you know the they reason, feel like, Joe, like we've talked about, yes, like we've talked about numerous times, uh, four years already, the reason I co-authored the book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, was the epidemic in capital letters of youth sports overuse injuries, both physically and mentally, uh, the pressure, the pressure to push through, the pressure to win, uh, the financial pressure. Uh, what's amazing, you know, the big business of youth sports, when you and I first, I first had you on the show, you must be on a dozen times over the years. I first had you on the show, you talked about youth sports, the $15 billion a year business. And yep. over the past few years, as we have you back and continue to develop this and talk about it, I, it's now up to $20 billion a year. Uh, <laughs> we would talk it's about insane. what a big business this is. And, you know, Tommy John surgery on 14-year-olds and mm -hmm. tremendous overuse uh, with kids taking over-the-counter pain medicine to try to continue to play when they're hurting because of overscheduling and, you know, pressures of parents. And what do you mean you're still hurting? You know, so there's a lot of uh, uh, negative side to it. And uh, as you know, I have featured for decades a big part of the positive side of youth sports and have helped put together a faculty of experts, uh, many of who are contributing to your project, to show that we've come a long way, baby, that there's tremendous new awareness and communication, uh, but still uh, we don't stop seeing some of these events. Uh, you know, even sometimes we talk about pressure. The Little League World Series is, you know, is now on as we're speaking, and I don't want to brag, but my old Little League team that I played for, Massapequa High School, were in the World Series. So I'm trying not to put too much pressure on these kids, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but they have to win, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have to participate. Uh, now, yeah, no, tell you, you, you've had a tremendous amount of cooperation. Of course, we know yeah. right smack in the middle of, of developing all of this has been the pandemic. It's really, really set everything back in so many different ways. But how is the project going in your expectation of when the documentary might happen? Well, the, what's been amazing, and even in the middle of a pandemic, which is still going on, uh, and it's still causing us yeah. problems, we have been able to, like you said, reach out to a lot of people, um, talk to a lot of people. Um, so right now it looks like if all goes well, like everything has to be work well, we should be able to hopefully finish the film, uh, I hope, by the end of the year. Um, yeah, that, that's my yeah, that's, goal. That's, that, that's exciting. I know that you're taking it part in some different parts. Yes. Um, because, the, what is you know, the, what's the, what's the website that people could find out about the documentary and see some of the trailers? Uh, where our children play dot org. 
They can find all sorts of information about what we're doing, uh, which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, because we just don't want to stop at the movie. Um, because we know that the movie is just going to be one part of what we can do to, to bring the focus back on the kids. Uh, so we have started a lot of other things that, uh, a lot of other programs that we hope can continue, uh, the success of the movie will have. Um, Absolutely. You know, the continuation of a lot of our, continuation of a lot of our partnerships. Our friends yep. at the National Alliance of Youth Sports who celebrated their 40th anniversary of coaching and teaching coaches. Uh, our friends at iSport360 and their great uh, 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 app involving conversation and, uh, between coaches and parents. Uh, our friends at MVP Parent Magazine, where I have yep. my column of the sports doctors in. Our friend uh, Rich Dubin, again, talking about uh, all of these challenges and the fact of that little sentence you just mentioned, which has always been a key for me, like you said, we got to get the attention back focused on the kids, yep. that they're having fun, that they're staying safe, that these kinds of conditions, you know, mentioning Little League, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, Little League woke up and realized that 40% of the kids were dropping out. They didn't want to play anymore. They were tired of the yelling and ranting, raving parents and all of these other things that go with it, pressure of coaches. And uh, so there's been tremendous awareness in so many ways, yet sometimes, again, we see these instances and it just takes your breath away uh, with the um, uh, overzealousness many times of parents. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just experienced the great experience. You, know, you went to... Uh, uh, to, to your kid, was it Italy that your son was playing in a soccer tournament, Joel? Spain. Spain. I knew it was one of the two. Yes. And you got a chance <laughs> to see some of the international side. You, know, you told me it yep. was your son who was a great experience. How old is he? He's uh, about to be 13. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. Now, the, you know, the sports psychology side, how you doing, sports parents? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was an amazing experience for him because he got to see something completely different, uh, to be immersed in a different culture for five days, to practice in a different place for five days, uh, somewhere that he had never been before. So it was like, you know, he was so happy because everything was more positive. Everything was more constructive. Everything was more, you know, the coaches were talking to the kids, not to the parents. You know, and that's a huge because he felt like that finally somebody's empowering me. Finally, someone is listening to me. And he didn't even say, he doesn't even speak Spanish. So <laughs> he felt like that. I mean, that was the, it was a special time for him. He realized, oh my God, how can it really be? How good can it be? Yes, it's interesting because in many foreign countries, we see the kinds of problems we have are much worse. There's yes. tremendous overzealousness uh, and pushing. You know, again, let's use the Russians as an example where, you know, with the, uh, uh, the taking of performance, enhancing other kinds of medications and drugs and so early and pushing uh, these individuals in, in so many ways. It was great that you guys had a, uh, a positive side in some of the uh, international uh, stresses uh, that we're dealing with. And, you know, again, many times we see, you know, when you turn on the Olympics, looking at uh, maybe the gymnastics and figure skating and dance. And, you know, these kids start very, very early. Uh, and it's always a, a difficult balancing act, which is how much is too much and uh, what's uh, over-aggressive, even many times what's sometimes too expensive. And, you know, again, like things you and I have mentioned about before on the show, which is, you know, whose goal is it? Is it, the, especially with these talented kids, boys or girls, whose goal is it? Is it mom and dad or is the youngster and uh, sometimes the kinds of pressures that that puts on the kids? What's been your uh, uh, feeling on that stuff as you've been investigating all of this, Joel? Well, you, you bring something up that it's, uh, I've been struggling with uh, to make heads or tail about it because it's something very, very, very important 
And if we don't start talking to kids more and we don't ask them the questions and we don't start respecting the fact that they are not idiots, kids know what they want to do. And if we talk more with them, we would know what they want. And so for us parents, it would be much easier to decide how much to push and how much not to push. Because if our yes. kids tell us, mom, dad, we don't want, we don't want to do this. You know, we don't want to play soccer. We want to play tennis. We want to play volleyball, basketball, whatever the sport or no sport at all. And then we, we, for us, then it becomes, okay, so no more soccer. Let's do something else. Um, but too many parents. I don't know what they're doing because, you know, in one way they talk about how they want their kids to be stronger, more faster. Uh, they want them to be better. They want to get all of these other stuff. But then they never really talk to their own kids, like do the kids actually want to do this? Well, I think one um, of our main points, uh, again, in the new world of uh, sports parenting and the late, great Jim Vickery, sports psychologist and shared my radio world with me in the early 90s, had some real rules for sports parents. His first rule was don't be a critic. Yep. And his other rule right behind it was be a good listener uh, and understand and get a chance, you know, talking about whose goal it is. It's amazing. You know, my poster boy, I can't believe it's 12 years since Evan Lysacek, the young figure skater, grew up here. I put orthotics in the skate. He was 10 years old. In 2010, he was the Olympic gold medalist. And after the Olympics, matter of fact, it's on the website, I think so. I had his mom on the show. And I said, Tanya, how did you know whose goal it was with this talented kid? She said, you know, Dr. Bob, uh, Evan had ice time at 630 in the morning. I never had to wake him up. He was always sitting in the car ready to go. I said, I can't think of a better answer uh, than that. But, you know, the idea of communication. One of the big things that Ian Goldberg and iSport360 spent so much attention to has been that communication with parents and coaches uh, and communication, again, with the kids, becoming a good listener so you can become aware of the fact if they're um, not excited or having fun anymore, uh, <laughs> let alone if they're dealing with some sort of an injury and they're scared to admit it because, uh, you know, they won't play. Uh, you know, Dr. Weil, if my daughter doesn't take two Advil twice a day, her ankles continue to hurt instead of backing off from that kind of uh, intensity. And, you know, financially is another challenge, Joe, where you have kids, you know, they're looking for a scholarship, this kind of a, of a situation. And then it again becomes, again, pressure on these kids to play. And we're going to talk more about it with Joel Franco. He's the co-founder of Chesapeake Films. And he is the creator of the exciting upcoming documentary. I'm glad he said it's just the beginning of the attention he's going to pay, uh, Joe Franco. We'll be right back, everybody, to Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review Magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. 
Hey, everybody, live from Chicago. We are back. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. We're talking youth sports. We're talking with Joe Franco, who is the creator of the upcoming documentary, Where Our Children Play, uh, The Challenge of Youth Sports. Again, we talked a lot about it. We talked about a lot even in the beginning of wanting to pay a lot of attention to solutions. I really want to emphasize the good things that are going on uh, with so many clubs, with so many schools, with so many uh, organizations. But again, at the same time, uh, understand how every expert many times continues to roll their eyes, uh, talking about so much overkill in youth sports. Again, whether it's the scheduling or the demand on some of these kids uh, at younger and uh, younger ages. So, um, again, the challenge of educating this whole world, Joe, is uh, one of the reasons to keep having you uh, coming back uh, and the fact that, you know me, I'm trying to get a bigger and bigger role in the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Right. But you know what's the... Uh... But that's what we're kind of trying to do here, you know, with what we are doing. Uh, because all the, all the times we have spoken about uh, that very problem, I would even add to the problem that we can't just educate the parents. We also have to educate the coaches. Because so many times uh, they, yeah. don't, they don't know. And to me, and, you know, you are, are a doctor, so obviously you understand this. How many coaches you know, they are doctors. They're, so how many coaches, without any malice, of course, but how many coaches do coach the wrong things or show the wrong movements to their players? Yeah, and then unfortunately, this is why we always uh, have included in the whole world of youth sports, regardless of the boy or girl's age, regardless of their level, regardless of this sport, we want safety front and center. Yep which means yeah. that there's responsibility with people on the sidelines or at the game that can't be an athletic trainer at all of these uh, different games uh, who are very, very aware. You know, the world of concussions, which has exploded in awareness over the past uh, five, six, seven years, and the necessity, again, of parents knowing some of these different, um, you know, rules, like how much is too much and uh, yep. what can be done. Because the only two things everybody cares about in sports medicine, really, Joel, is number one, can we prevent injuries and problems? And number two, we're indicated, can we enhance performance? And what you've added is the number three, which is it's got to be enjoyable and fun for the kids. We need to keep <laughs> attention back on the kids. And this is one of the things that continues to be a big challenge, you know, the more serious uh, the sport this is why we tell uh, coaches uh, that we want them to be familiar with the world of physical therapy, with the world of athletic training. We want them to have people around them that they can call on uh, yep. so they're doing things right and they're not causing more problems. You know, we don't need the, uh, a volleyball team running stairs and running sprints when they're <laughs> jumping 200 times a week to begin with. Nope. So, and this is one of the big challenges in the, the prodigy sports which is a chapter in my book, you know, we tell everybody, trainers, doctors, we want kids to play different sports. We want them to use different muscles. We want them to enjoy different experiences. That's great, unless you're a gymnast or a figure skater, or even a soccer or a tennis player, where we start to see specializations very, very early, and it's another world. So sometimes we need, again, to be educated. I tell sports parents all the time, See a good physical therapist who could help you uh, uh, come up with the kind of strengthening and training that you need to pay attention to. And uh, coaches really, really need to be included uh, in, in this field. And, and, and there's been a lot of progress, but a lot of what you say is still the truth, where uh, you've got bad habits multiplied uh, consistently, again, with that magic word, which is overkill. Completely. And, but, you know, one of the things that we want to accomplish with our project and, you know, and one of the main reasons why we have started a nonprofit for this is exactly what you just said. Um, one of the things that we have started is exactly that. We have started a program uh, to help parents and to help coaches 
but most importantly, to educate kids uh, into how to get stronger and, and better condition, but also in how to eat better, because that's also something incredibly important that most kids are not, don't have oh, proper huge. nutrition. Yes, it, it, so it, it's huge trying, in the yeah, whole mental game. Uh, oh, huge. You know, again, when we connected. talk about the ability, rest and recovery is uh-huh. one of the most important points that, again, is many times ignored too often, uh, and we start Completely. running into these overuse problems. Yeah. It's amazing to me that we still have these conversations so many years later, uh, but for as long as uh, people are not listening, we have to keep talking about it, you know? Uh, and that's why we started this program with two of my partners in crime uh, with our nonprofit organization. Uh you know, we started here. We started here in Las Vegas, working with some teams, and all of a sudden, people are realizing, "Oh my God!" You know, I did it. You know, you, know, you got simply... a new, you got a new wrinkle in college sports again. Big college yeah. sports, which is, you know, kids are getting paid. You know, you have a high school quarterback signing a million dollar uh, contract before he even gets to the University of Alabama. Totally different world. What kind of pressure is involved there again in the pressure of scholarships? let alone, you know, the, the idea of um, uh, the fact that the NCAA is upside down. So these kinds of staying on top of this repetition, which is, again, trying to stay safe, you know, trying to understand uh, that so many overuse injuries start as something that's minor, it's ignored. Yep. Maybe I can push through it. I got to play tomorrow, Dr. Wild. Don't you understand? My son's competing. And all of a sudden, we end up with a problem that could really be uh, much more problematic. And this idea of rest and recovery, this year-round playing of sports, uh, is, again, something that needs a lot of rethinking when it comes to, you know, the women's gold medal uh, soccer team, 75% of these gals played other sports. They didn't specialize so early. So many no, times when people, parents can be confused over this. They don't understand it. They really don't understand it. Uh, it's, and yet it's so simple. But like I said, just by having, you know, I had my son assessed the other day by professionals, you know, who are running our uh-huh. program. And it was just uh, so amazing to see yeah. how, one little thing that a professional can tell yeah. you is like, you know, your son favors the yeah. right, favors the left, and you know, yeah. as a doctor, well, I tell you, Joe, have, have your son balance on one foot, have him do a partial squat, and send me the video, and we'll talk big time about exactly. enhancing performance. Joe, give me the website quickly again. People find out about the project. Yes, they can find all the information at whereourchildrenplay.org. Whereourchildrenplay.org. Joe Franco, the creator, and we will be keeping you all up to date. Hold on, Joe. We'll be right back, yep. everybody. It's the Sports Doctor. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is a well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son or daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, Come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, Check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance.
step or two quicker, call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago, it's the Sports Doctor. We are back with the Sports Doctors in segment where we preview some upcoming shows. We add a little Bob Guide of Wisdom and some emails. Uh, but before the preview, uh, I want to mention uh, one of my longtime friends and colleagues, uh, John Abdo, a champion in the world of fitness, in the world of training. Um, recently passed away. Uh, John was the inventor of the incredibly successful abdoer, uh, a piece of equipment sitting down, rotating, spinning back and forth. And uh, uh, I'm adding Bob Guida's wisdom into this because they were both colleagues in so many other worlds of uh, intervention. We, we did a um, video together with the piece of uh, foot equipment, the DARD, uh, that Guida and I uh, helped develop. And uh, John Abdo uh, went out to California in the uh, 90s uh, and hooked up with some incredible information or informational uh, experts and came up with this um, incredible series of programs. And he had the perfect name, Abdo, because it was Abdobix, the Abdoer. It was unbelievable. One time he was on three different stations at the same time. And John was a numerous guest. Uh, last month was the year anniversary that it was last on the show, July 2021. If you go to com radio shows, uh, you can catch that. John will be greatly, greatly missed. My colleague and teammate on the National Fitness Hall of Fame, Ida, uh, the two of them were champions of fitness and uh, health and wellness. Upcoming shows, we've got some great guests. Uh, Hillary Loftus, uh, Hillary with uh, Working With Our Warriors, the world of hyperbaric oxygen and concussions. Uh, she will be returning. And then Linda Cutting, uh, whose topic with uh, children who are in the world of adoption, adopted kids. And it was interesting uh, with uh, sports, sports teams, other kinds of challenges, some of the particular challenges in the world of adoption, looking forward to that. Uh, following week, Elizabeth Arden, uh, she is a, uh, a fiction author. Uh, she's also an expert in the areas of uh, Goldilocks, a uh, big pharma, and some of those uh, challenges. And then the um, relaxing therapeutic um, effects of um, sauna and uh, Far Infrared Energy with uh, Phil Wilson. Where's the email? Joy says, uh, uh, talk about hard or soft orthotics. My son's a 13-year-old hockey player. You know, Joy, there's better words than hard or soft, and it's rigid or flexible. I, for decades, have used almost universally a hard polypropylene plastic that could be extremely flexible, that someone could run 10 miles a day in. And I've had figure skaters doing triple jumps for a million years. Uh, so we want a material that's flexible. Many times soft materials, which sound attractive, can bottom out, change their shape, lose their uh, consistent alignment. So a much better term. And if your son's a skater, he's playing hockey, again, uh, we've seen dramatic improvement in two areas in the world of skating, figure skating and hockey and speed skating. Reduce injuries, reduce knee problems, reduce back problems, foot and ankle problems, and everything your son does on the ice will improve. Edging, stability, stamina, pay big attention to flexible um, custom orthotics. Angie says, my 12-year-old daughter is playing volleyball three, four days a week. She's had consistent complaints, has seen a couple of different therapists and doctors uh, with knee tendonitis. Uh, what they called Osgood Schlatter initially because she's growing. You know, Angie, uh, often foot mechanics are related. 
um, especially in girls, 50% of the orthotics I've described, whatever the sport is, in young girls, as well as older girls, is knee trouble. Not torn ligaments. They see the orthopedic surgeon. But tendinitis, overuse syndrome. Again, Avgut Schlatter is a um, traction of the kneecap tendon between the kneecap and the shin bone because the bones grow so fast. The kid shoots up four or five inches in a year or two. All of a sudden, the attachment uh, on the front of the shin bone is aggravated. See podiatry. Have your daughter's foot mechanics really, really evaluated. And with chronic knee problems that you're mentioning, I would big time look at orthotics maybe initially throw something like super feet in her shoes, she how responds. But the physical therapy and the strengthening, the diagnosis is very, very important. But I got news for you, Angie. If her feet don't hurt, often the role of orthotics is missed. It's ignored. Everybody's looking at her knees. An excessive pronation, flat-type feet, famous with jumper's knee. Uh, seniors in walking shoes, you know, it's very, very important to be in good shoes. Uh, and a good walking, running shoe is something you really, really want to pay attention to. There are many great brands. New Balance, Reebok, Nike, uh, Puma are some examples, other brands. You want to pay attention, whatever your age, that you fit properly. I mention on the sports doctor all the time, it's amazing. 40% of people are not fit properly. Often it's the width that's ignored, or it's someone as we're getting a little bit older. You know, when I was 30 years old, I was size nine and a half. Now I'm, you know, 60 and I'm a a size bigger. So you want to get fit each time that you are uh, in for new walking or running shoes, no matter what amount of money you pay for walking and or running shoes, uh, they're perishable. So if you're walking every day or if you're a runner, I would be changing shoes a good two times a year. Uh, we don't have to wait till we have holes in the sole. Many times the shock-absorbing materials break down. They flatten out somewhat so we don't have the same support, so we don't have the same protection that we might have uh, when the shoes are new. So you really, really want to pay attention um, to that. Again, our book is still available, hashtag hey sports parents. For segment, uh, my co-author, Hall of Fame volleyball coach and player, national team player, Sharky Zartman, Sports Parenting 101. All sorts of important information about the level, the coaching, the parenting for kids. Section two, the sports doctor's in. We talk orthotics. We talk shoes. We talk foot mechanics. We talk alignment. All the important ingredients in trying to prevent overuse injuries, which are very, very often Uh, foot-related, often they're shoe-related. Third section of the book, hashtag a sports parents. By the way, great cartoons in hashtag a sports parents. And the follow-up book, we we just passed our our fourth anniversary, Uh, listen to the experts, eight different experts, nutrition, physical, mental training, coaching, parenting. The final topic in the book section is parents' perspectives. Uh, where we get some feedback from parenting the child athlete. Most of the experts and parents in the book have either been parents, guests of mine, or have been parents of some of our top kid athletes. Hashtag a sports parent. Thanks, everybody. It's the Sports Doctor. See you next week.